welcome to Mouseliness, where we will discuss everything Disney, from the parks to movies and everything in between, with a special Disney recipe every week. This week, people say it couldn't be done. <laughs> people said it will never happen. <laughs> but we are actually have a series, and it's a summer series that Kate has agreed to. We made Kate watch a movie and sign up for watch more movies. <gasps> the horror! The horror of it all. <laughs> we're actually finally living up to our intro. Yeah, so <laughs> this week we're, we're reviewing and recapping a little bit. Everybody should have had enough time to see it. Cruella, the new live action Cruella. We're talking about it. So first, the news. Disney Kite Tales at Disney's Animal Kingdom has injured its last guest and his last performance will be <laughs> on May 26th. Were they actually hitting people in the audience? Yes. Oh, wow. <laughs> they were crashing into the water. They were just doing all kinds of stuff. Whose and... idea was that? I'm like, eh. That... It sounds like a really... Fun idea, that... but... I like the idea, but... You can't really control it, It wasn't though. executed very well. Well, I mean, it's Florida also, so if the slightest bit of wind, and that's going to take that kite in a direction that it's not supposed to go in. Yeah. Maybe they'll, they'll come up with something else to use in that space since the other failed show from that same theater <laughs> is gone as well. <laughs> Disney Photo Pass has unveiled two new updates to its offerings at Haunted Mansion in Magic Kingdom and the Twilight Zone Tower of Terror in Disney's Hollywood Studios. At the Haunted Mansion, the onboard photo now has a new look with a ghost to follow you home. There are multiple versions of the image, so each time you ride, you may get a different picture of your experience. Images are automatically linked to your My Disney Experience account via a registered Magic Band or via Bluetooth from your own device. At Tower of Terror, a new PhotoPass lens is available with the purchase of Disney Genie Plus. To access the lens, head to Sunset Boulevard and open up My Disney Experience to get started. Along with these new offerings, Disney says more updates will be coming to other attractions on board photos soon. I don't like the idea that you actually have to pay for um, Genie Plus for it. Yeah. Yeah, that's dumb. Like, they don't get enough money. Serious. Yeah. Disney's next generation of Magic Band wearable will go live at Walt Disney World in June 2022. Oopsie. Yes, it accidentally <laughs> went live. Accidentally went live last week. And no, mm, and all the Disney bloggers got a chance to get them, and then they pulled them off the shelves. Mm. Wasn't that convenient? Hmm. Mm. There's been a lot of accidents lately when mm -hmm. it's been coming to Disney. Hmm. Priced at $29.99, Magic Band Plus will retain the original features and add new functionality to enhance the park experience. According to Disney, Magic Band Plus will come alive at various times with color-changing lights, haptic vibrations, and gesture recognition, enhancing the environment's immersive storytelling. The wearable will allow guests to engage with favorite Disney moments in new ways and discover new interactive experiences, including... Play like a bounty hunter in a galaxy far, far away and find virtual bounties throughout Black Spire Outpost in Star Wars Galaxy's Edge at Disney's Hollywood Studios. How, how, wait, wait, wait. How are you going to play a bounty hunter with your magic band? What, are you going to shoot him with your magic band? I have no idea. I guess we'll figure it out when it goes live. Pew, pew. Your magic band. <laughs> <laughs> Interact with the Disney Fab 50 character collection. The golden sculptures spread throughout the Walt Disney World theme parks. Experience nighttime spectaculars in a new way as they see their bands light up and complement the magic in the skies, including the new Harmonious at Epcot and Disney Enchantment at Magic Kingdom Park. Didn't they do that already with the... The ears. Well, with the show. The yeah. Glow, yeah. The show. Yeah. glow show stuff. 
Magic Band Plus will be available at a discounted pre-arrival price for Disney Resort hotel guests, as well as new and renewing Walt Disney World annual pass holders. Current Magic Bands will continue to be available as well, along with the complimentary Disney Magic mobile service that extends Magic Band features such as park entry to smart devices. You guys are a little off with your price guesses. Well, I thought it was going to be a digital screen. Oh, oh, I'm sure okay. special edition ones are going to go for a lot more than that. Yeah, like the limited edition ones. I mean, from what I saw of it, it's just like a little LED magic band. There's nothing like I thought the face was going to be digital where you were. The face was yeah. going to change. It's just a little LED digital screen. It's not. Yeah, just LED lights around the main puck. Yeah, oh, I thought it, I thought it was going to be really different, but we were wrong. It was a little bit confusing when you saw it in the ad because it kind of looked like it was a digital screen when you first yeah. when they first announced it. It looked digital. Yeah, and Disney is launching a range of spooky treats across Walt Disney World because it's the halfway mark to Halloween. Most items are available today through August thirteenth, which is very likely to be the start of Magic Kingdom's ticketed Halloween event. And for some of the treats at Magic Kingdom Sleepy Hollow, there's Lady on the Gravestone 50th Chilling Chamber Pop, which is citrus cake crumbs, raspberry buttercream, and blue crisp pearls. At Liberty Square car Popcorn Cart, until May 1st, you can get the Jack Skellington Popcorn Bucket, two per person. At Disney Springs at the Ganachery, they have the Sisters Elixir Hot Cocoa Bomb. It's dark chocolate cauldron filled with hot cocoa mix, marshmallows topped with the edible... Sanderson sisters in a chocolate That's, broomster. Yeah, sounds awesome for the hot weather in Disney World during the summer. That just <laughs> hot chocolate just hits the spot. <laughs> they should have done a frozen hot chocolate. Yeah, I, or, or like something yeah. a little different. Yeah. yeah. Over at Gideon's, they have an exclusive halfway to Halloween trading cards. Eat four of the six cookie box with featured of one of the 16 cards, plus be on the lookout for a bonus card. Featuring the, uh-oh, Barnabas Mephisto Fiddle. <laughs> I don't know. Wow. <laughs> Mephisto Fiddle? Mephistophilittle? Because this Mephistopheles is a Greek god, isn't he? Yeah, I think so. Martian, so no. It, 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 it kind of sounds like something out of the Cats Broadway show. Sounds like a Harry <laughs> Potter character. I love peanut butter sandwiches. <laughs> <laughs> and at Gideon's, they're going to have a pumpkin spice shadow cakes, chocolate dipped spice cakes with pumpkin buttercream filling. Then a Frankenstein cake slices, three layer chocolate cake and cookies and cream, buttercream and loaded with M&Ms. And then a Valentina cake. It's classic red velvet covered in light and fluffy cookies and creamy marshmallow buttercream. I, I kind of wouldn't mind trying those. The pumpkin spice I'm all about. But... Okay, so Mephistopheles is the little devil um, mascot for oh, okay. Gideon's. I didn't know he had a name. Oh, me either. The more you know. And Disney says the iconic Fantasmic at Disney's Hollywood Studios will make its much anticipated return later this year in a new show sequence. Featuring Mulan, Elsa, Aladdin, Pocahontas, and Moana in heroic moments. As well as new technical enhancements, guests won't want to miss this spectacle set on a canvas of water where the forces of good and evil battle it out in Mickey's dream. The extravagant open-air nighttime musical boasts more than five live performer, massive sets, stunning effects, 
music, dazzling pyrotechnics. The new scene will take place replacing your favorite Pocahontas segment. So bad. Pachyderms. <laughs> well, they got rid of it at Disneyland a long time ago. They had the Peter well, Pan ship one. Yeah, or they but did. Disney, but Disneyland was always better. <laughs> yeah. Even if you had the stand, it was better. Yeah. yeah. And work has been underway refurbishing the amphitheater with new lighting system, new fountains, and a rebuild of the steamboat. Disney has stopped short of offering an opening date, but we're guessing, or people are speculating, it's July of this year. But we'll, we'll see, I guess. Time will tell. And since we've already discussed some of the halfway to Halloween news, why not discuss the Halloween nights parties? So we have the Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party of course, we'll be returning to Walt Disney World Magic Kingdom in 2022. We are looking at 37 nights <laughs> starting August 12th. So isn't it convenient that their halfway to Halloween party ends the day that this party starts? Isn't that convenient? And of course, it'll go through October 31st. Party begins at 7 p.m. with in last till midnight with park entry for ticket holders starting at 4 p.m. Beginning May 18th, you can begin to purchase your tickets. Prices will range from $109 to $199. That's ridiculous. Just for a reference, tickets for the canceled 2020 event began at $85 for advanced purchase, rising only to $144 for October 31st. And the Butu Bash was a little more expensive. That actually started at $129, but it did cap out at $199. I. No, it's, a hard, it's I mean, not I, worth two hundred dollars. No, no, well, not no, not for an, uh, the hundred and nine. I might do, but I still don't think I'm gonna. I don't go even know if I do that unless they revamp it and give us some new stuff. Well, that uh, they're saying that in honor of the fiftieth, they're adding more fun. So <laughs> they're gonna, yeah. whatever that means. Whatever that um, means. <laughs> so it's gonna be event exclusive step in photo opportunities. And there's going to be, in addition to the reusable trick-or-treat tote bag, you'll receive a Halloween 50th anniversary celebration commemorative print. Ooh. Ooh, <laughs> print. Could be like the one they gave away the morning of the 50th. I, I, I like that print. Though. That was pretty. So why? We do have some news over in the old NBA experience. They have put in something called the MetaQuest Virtual Reality Experience featuring ILM XLA is it IML is that ILM X Labs? Okay, ILM X Labs Star Wars Tales from the Galaxy's Edge and it is now opened in Disney Springs. Okay? So took a look at this. All it is is a quest too. Like that you can get from like the Facebook people, like an Oculus. And you get to use the Oculus for a little bit. Oh. Uh, so, yeah, it's a limited time experience, and it's only a preview build of the game, and this will be from May 2nd through July 21st, 2022. And on to our main topic, where we force Kate to watch movies. Yeah. So, for those of you who don't know, Cruella was released in 2021. It was a crime-slash-comedy film, and it was basically the telling of Cruella DeVille from the time she was little till she's not totally a villain i feel at the end of the movie just yet she's the villain you kind of enjoy to watch during the film in my opinion it, it, it she's she doesn't she doesn't bring on her full-blown villain 
If you don't know who Corella is, why are you listening to this podcast? No, I'm teasing. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I am joking because there are people Press like you who don't stop like movies. And go listen to something else. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, um, Corella Deville is, is based on the Dodie Smith's 1956 novel, The 101 Dalmatian. Corella film was directed by Craig Gillespie with a screenplay by Dana Fox and Tony McNamara. Main highlights of this are the two actresses in the lead or lead roles. You have Emma Stone as Cruella, and we have Emma Thompson as her. Spoiler alert! <laughs> There's no spoilers. If you didn't see it by now, then yeah, it, it's it, it's almost it's for over a year. Yeah, yeah. Emma Squared is they're phenomenal against each other. The protagonist and the antagonist, mm. I guess you could say. They're both villains, though, kind of. When you really look at it. Well, so. it's her, it's her um, what, is it, what does Disney call it? Origin stories. It's their origin stories. Yeah. And why does it always have to be about the mother? I should have known, and I was like, oh, really? Really? I was just expecting them to try something new, but it's Disney, so. I don't want to give my opinion yet. <laughs> I'll give it at the end. Why is it always <laughs> about that? What just happened? <laughs> I just said one comment about the whole mother thing. The film ended up earning two award nominations at the 94th Academy Awards, including Best Makeup and Hairstyling and Best Costume Design. It was also nominated in the former charity and won the later at the Critics' Choice Awards and the 17th British Academy Film Awards. Stone was actually nominated for Best Actress in a Motion Picture Comedy Musical at the Golden Globes, and a sequel is in development with Stone set to reprised the role that was one of my favorite things of the movie was of course the makeup and the clothes because uh, well i mean what, i'm surprised you didn't buy the mac cosmetic make... branded for the movie i don't wear red the setting of the movie was was it the 60 is brit british that was a little pop. confused because that was one of my questions in my notes i'm like what year is this supposed to be because in one part she was Having the typewriter, like the reporter lady, the gossip columnist, I guess, mm -hmm. lady. And then in the other scene, like, I forget the the designer's name or whatever, the, the villain, Emma, not Stone, the other one, Thompson. I forget her name. Baroness? The Baroness. Yes, Baroness. But she had, like, video cameras watching her in the back. I'm like, then they didn't have those back then. Yeah, they did. It was did. the 70s. Late 60s, early 70s, they had security cameras. It was just weird, like, certain things. I should have wrote down more examples, but... It, well, it's, it's, it's meant to take place in the late 60s, maybe early 70s. But yes, you had security cameras back then. I don't know. <laughs> well, I mean, you also have to understand, this lady was mega rich. So anything she wanted, she could have got. But yeah, they had they had closed circuit security cameras. They don't look like the cameras were like they weren't wireless. They had to be wired and hardwired in. But yeah, you'd be able to see all that. I was surprised with all the music that they had. I wasn't expecting all the like popular music that they had, like the old school music. I liked it. Oh, I love the soundtrack. For this. Yeah. Soundtrack is awesome. Soundtrack is awesome. The costuming is amazing. Like just draw dropping some of it. The makeup was on point. The hairstyling was on point. I mean. The the photography, filmography. Is that what that, like cinematography of it? The just the um, just the 
it's a pretty film to watch. It's an enjoyable, like, it's just a spectacle to watch. I, I really enjoyed a lot I of it. I want the moth dress. <laughs> I like that. Before or after? Bef before. <laughs> <laughs> so in 1964, England, we have Estella, who is this creative, rambunctious child. She has the iconic black and white hair. Kind of like a Sia cut, in my opinion. Where it's Maybe just... Sia, we were calling her. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> but she has this little evil streak, I would say, where she won't take stuff from nobody. She beats up on some boys when they start picking on her, which is pretty awesome. And she stands up for her best friend. You can always see that she has her own sense of style. Um, eventually, all this trouble gets her kicked out of school. Her mom goes to this mansion pretty much, with a jewelry piece of jewelry looking to turn it in. Well, you know, Stella can't just be sitting in the car and just do nice. So she walks in, and it's this big fashion house, and they're walking runway. It, it's just opulence and everything, and she's just sitting there, and then she sees her mom. Looks like dogs who run to attack her mom, and her mom falls over and passes away. So they're, look, they're looking for her, the dog. But she, um, she, she has her mom's necklace, and she ends up losing her, her the necklace while she's being chased by these people who are looking for her. She runs away, and she runs away to London, where she befriends Jasper and Horace. Now, Jasper and Horace, as you know, are in the main film. They are her sidekicks in the main film as well. A henchman. Yes. Did you know that, Kate? Yes. Okay. I've, I've seen 101 Dalmatians. Yes. Well, can I, you never know. No, we have to ask. Yeah, it's true. Okay, so fast forward 1974. Estella eventually is running around thieving with Jasper and Horace. They have their own little gang going. Jasper and Horace get her a job at the Liberty Department store. And the Liberty Department store is, she's a janitor, basically. But it was, it was her foot in the door to get to a design what she really wanted to do. Um, she... Gets a little in trouble, and then she gets super drunk and redecorates a store. I was surprised store. they put that in a Disney movie. I was shocked that they had her, like, drunk. I don't know. Like, since they take everything else out of old Disney movies. Drinking is not as frowned upon as smoking is. Yeah. Which is what they, like, really took out. I don't, I don't think they ever took out drinking. I don't know. I was just surprised by it, I guess. Because I haven't seen a Disney movie in a long time. <laughs> Kate, when was the last time you've seen a movie? Um, we watched Wonder Woman on Christmas two Jeez. years ago. Two years ago? When it came out on the app. And realize I am giving a very brief synopsis of this movie. We'd be here for hours if I tried yeah, to uh, yeah. go into yeah. detail. But I'm just hitting the high points pretty much. So after Estella decorates this window... Baroness sees it. Everybody thinks there's going to be trouble, but Baroness ends up offering her a job. We later find out that the Baroness has her mother's necklace. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. And now the heist part of the movie really starts where they try to set up to steal the necklace back. So did you have a theory on what if that necklace actually did something? If it had magic powers or something? Because no. I, I, I had a theory. I didn't think it had magic powers. I just thought she stole. I thought at one point I thought the mother just stole it, and it was she was going to use it as a meal ticket. See, I thought that it gave that uh, the what, 
Baroness. Baroness, yeah. Mm-hmm. Baroness. I thought it gave her the ability to make all those amazing designs. I I thought that maybe the necklace helped her with ideas to create. And without it, she couldn't. But she still had a very successful fashion house without it when the um when we who we when um Estella's mother's well who we think is the mother at this point stole it. Spoiler alert. <laughs> Sorry. I didn't see that coming either. Me and Marsh were like, What? Yeah. That, that, it was, uh, it was like a whole yeah, bunch of that. plot twist. <laughs> um this is when we finally get Cruella. And she comes into the gown. She comes into the ball with like a mask. It's just, you have to see this scene. There's no way I can describe it and do it justice. She lights that dress on fire and it's just insane. But she's only wearing this little mask thing. Like uh, Baroness wasn't going to recognize her. I don't know. Baroness didn't recognize her yet. Yeah, I know. But she wasn't like that disguised. But she's this truly mousy girl. Like when she's not in a she's in Estella. Cruella get up. So I mean, when she's Estella, there there you wouldn't. It's been proven multiple times again that that kind of disguise works best, where it's just subtle changes or like not a lot of drastic change. It's like Mister Incredible. <laughs> exactly, or Superman with his glasses. Yeah. <laughs> So, of course, craziness ensues. They end up getting the necklace. One of the dogs eats the necklaces. I mean, there's a lot that just happens. And it, it's a lot. The first half of the movie is supposed to Yeah, I'm sorry. The necklace. dog would have pooped by then. They were, like, waiting days. I'm like, a dog would have pooped by then. It well, might have it pooped. pooped. But it did never it did poop out. The thing, because you remember the movie, they kept checking, and they didn't find it. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it just takes time for it to come out. Of course... Estella is designing and she's now working for the Baroness after doing the window and the Baroness, we find out that she makes this really pretty beaded looking dress and then sets up this whole craziness where the dress has to go into a vault because somebody broke in and they thought they were stealing the designs while the dress was turned out to be made of moth eggs and eats the whole Baroness's collection. (laughs) Which is pretty cool. I didn't see that coming either, but I thought that was neat. But then, of course, Estella has one of her moments outside, and it's just a basic bitter rivalry between these two. So we find out that, basically, the Baroness is Estella's mother. (laughs) And that the Baroness actually wanted to pretty much off her baby. She wanted her dead. So it's kind of like the evil queen in Snow White and the huntsman couldn't do it. (laughs) Pretty pretty much. much. Yeah, that's exactly what it's like. So who um, Estella thought was her mother was actually a maid in the house who the Baroness's manservant pretty much handed off. And so now she has another reason to take her down and she she, um, Baroness tries to kill her and Baroness thinks she's dead. And she's not dead, so they have a ball where, and this is pretty cool too, where um, Estella actually delivers gifts, saying that they're from the Baroness, and they're all costumes to make them look like Cruella. So everybody's wearing a Cruella outfit, everybody's on hyper alert. We find out here that the Baroness actually sick, suck, sick, sick, 
sent the dogs, I don't know the proper term, <laughs> sent the dogs to kill her mother. And it, 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 it's a lot, I mean, like I said, I am really trying to make this as brief as possible, but a lot happens in this movie. Yeah, I will say the, there's the only at the very beginning, the mother thing was pretty predictable, but there are a lot of things that I didn't see coming, which was refreshing for a Disney movie. There are a there lot. Were, there were no slow parts less. in this movie. No. And if there was slow, there were, I mean, because it was pretty to watch. I mean, there was something yeah. on the screen that kept your attention. And if it wasn't the atten- if it wasn't keeping your attention too well, the music took over. I will say I'm usually on an iPad when I watch a movie, but I wasn't during this movie. I wasn't bored at any point. So that's saying a lot for me. Yes. So. Yes. <laughs> saying a lot that you actually liked it. So, I mean, I really, really enjoyed this movie. I don't necessarily see where they're going to go and how she's going to become the villain. Cause I really, you end up rooting for her throughout the whole movie. Yeah. So to make her a villain, like Cruella in the stories and in the movies and the one that hell even the live action that Glenn Close did was just it, it's 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 going to be interesting how they get her there and you can see little glimpses of her evilness but you don't see that full blown like make a coat out of dogs even though there is a reflection of that but i mean at the end there's the t- the end scene where she actually donates she gives to the dogs to the darling. Yeah. So I, I just, I don't see how this is going to turn her into that crazy person to make a, make a jacket out of the dogs. I, I don't know how that connection is going to go. But I, I, this has become one of my favorite live action Disney movies. The soundtrack's amazing. Soundtrack hits. The acting between the two Ella squared is that what you call them Emma squared Emma squared is just you hate them both and love them both at the same time like she's a villain you love to hate the chemistry between them is amazing and if you watched any of the behind the scenes stuff they became really good friends filming this well they were good friends to start with but they became really good friends during filming of this yeah I will say everyone is perfectly cast for this movie yeah I wouldn't recast anyone no and right. I, I liked some of the pretty scenes, like when they're uh, towards the end of the movie, when Baroness and Cruella were, or what, Estella, or whatever her name was. Oh, and well, at that point, she's Estella, and they go to the diner, they go out to eat. They go to the bar with the red lamps and the martinis, and mm. I was like, I want to go there. <laughs> I don't want to be in that room because they would suck all the oxygen <laughs> out of that room. It's like there is some stuff going on at that table over there. I kind of want to listen, but I'm very afraid at the same time. <laughs> on, and at the beginning, I thought it was funny at the very beginning, um, Baronessa, when she cut her and she was bleeding. And then she's like, I want that color in that fabric. And I just thought that was funny. At the very beginning. <laughs> but it, it is a classic. You can see that the Baroness is truly a narcissist. Like, it, well, she plays duh. the narcissist <laughs> down to a T. So, I mean, it, it, they're both borderline narcissists. So they're not just... borderline. They are. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> but they're both Lugo narcissists. And it's fun to watch them play against each other with them being that narcissist. So, Tim, what did you think of it? I enjoyed it. I, I really liked it a lot. The, like, everybody said the, 
visuals and the cinematography was amazing. The costumes were phenomenal, and the soundtrack is probably one of my favorite Disney soundtracks of recent times. And even the supporting cast, like you have Joel Fry as Jasper. I mean, he's been in Game of Thrones, and then just recently in Our Flag Means Death. Yeah, and I've grown to really like him as an actor. Mark Strong played John, you know, Baroness's valet. He's been in all the Kingsman movies. He was Merlin in all the Kingsman movies, and we love that series. The only problem is with Mark Strong is that he looks like somebody else throughout the whole movie, and it was yeah. hard for me to place. I know who you're talking about. It's um. And when she broke him out of jail and the driving and stuff, that was fun scenes too. Well, the the that was a throwback to the original. I can't remember. I watched 101 Dalmatians like over probably 30 well, years she was, ago. But she was always a crazy driver. It happens. <laughs> not like that. <laughs> if you're driving like that, you do not need to be driving. You've been driving with me. <laughs> you just get us lost. You didn't drive like that. <laughs> but I'm sorry, Tim. I didn't mean to interrupt you. So you, you did you like it? Did you not like I, it? I really enjoyed it. I, I like what Disney's doing with these whole origin stories to the villains. With uh, Maleficent and now this one, I I hope they continue on with that. I like the um, fact that it's live action, but it's not a retelling of the live action story, if that makes sense. Yes. Like, I don't need to see another version of another classic Disney movie, even though I'm kind of curious as to seeing how um, Little Mermaid turns out. Because I'm curious about it, but we'll see. So our, our our rating score this for these movies is going to be Mickey ears. So how it's going to work is we each get two Mickey ears. If we both really, if we all really liked it, or if you if one of us really liked it, we'll give it two Mickey ears up. If we thought it was okay, we'll give it a one Mickey ear up. And if it's a do not watch, we'll never watch again. It'll be no Mickey ears. <laughs> so. <laughs> No Mickey ears, you don't even get a headband. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> to start it off easy, we're going to break it down into th- into four different character- categories. So we're going to have costuming, music, plot, and overall. So costuming, to you, Kate, first. Both ears. What was your favorite outfit? I said the moth dress. I want the moth, the moth. dress before wore it, before though. before they hatch. But nobody wore it. It's a travesty. <laughs> <laughs> Tim, same two ears for the costumes. And what was your favorite outfit? The um, I don't know what would you call it, but she had the black, almost like a black on black checkered sleeve vest with a leather mm-hmm. front. I know which one you're talking about. For me, it's also two years up. I I kind of like the Baroness's outfit. She was like that power B-word throughout. Like, every time you <laughs> looked at her, you, you can just, like, your eye was constantly drawn to her. And it was just the way she stood, the way the, way the clothes fit and hung on her. She just demanded that attention. So I, I kind of liked her outfits a lot. Yeah, HBIC. Yes, definitely. <laughs> definitely. All right. So we're going to go into music now. So, Tim, why don't you start us off with music? Definitely two years up. And what was your favorite part about the music? Oh, I like the new theme song by Florence and the Machine. But I also like that it was a lot of pop culture hits from that era. 
that we pretty much grew up listening to. Music for me was just, it was amazing. I, again, what Tim said, definitely two years up. I really enjoyed it. I enjoyed like actually like smiling on my face, considering it's a Disney movie and hearing all this, I guess, I don't know if it's called, it would be Britpop or alternative British, or it's just a hodgepodge. Yeah. It's a hodgepodge. Uh, some of it's punk, some of it's rock. But knowing the songs and like, oh, oh, they got this in here. All right. This is the kind of movie this is going to be. And it, it hits you right from the beginning. And it, it's just fun. Kate, to you. Yeah, it was just surprising. Like certain bands like Blondie's one of my faves. Mm-hmm. Queen, The Clash, blah, blah, blah. It's all good music. Like every, yeah, every... when they played Stone Cold Crazy. It was like <laughs> perfect. How many ears? Two, of course. Awesome. Next up is the plot. I will take first because I haven't yet. Um, two years up, there wasn't really slow moments for me. I mean, I, I've watched it three times already, I want to say, and I, I do enjoy it. I do point out certain things or notice certain things that I missed the first time around. So I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it from a storytelling perspective. I enjoyed the story. I enjoyed the characters, actually, and, and the fleshed-out characters. The only problem I see in the future is how are you going to make me turn against this character? And even the Horace and... What's his name? You always rooted for them in the other movies. Yeah. I did. They were, but they were bumbling idiots throughout the movies. They were yeah. always those, like... You know, they were the villains that, like, couldn't get it together. Like, you kind of felt bad for them. I, they were only henchmen because they didn't really have anything else that they could do. I guess it gave me more uh, sympathy for them in this movie than 101 Dalmatians. Okay. Like, seeing their backstory as kids and stuff. Yeah. And what about plot for you, Kate, then? I mean, I'd watch it again, so that's that's two years for me, just right there. <laughs> Tim, to you. I really enjoyed the plot. There was no dead spots. It was something going on all the time. There was twists to it that we didn't expect. And there was really no WTF moments. Like, really? That wouldn't happen. But I really enjoyed the plot. I gave it two ears. Yeah, the only thing at the beginning was the whole mother thing at the beginning. I was like, I guess it makes sense. That's why she's the way she is. But Well, I mean... I wish was- that ain't the stage for the rest of the movie. It was setting the stage a little bit. I don't think it was a bad mother scene. And it made sense. And technically, her mother wasn't isn't dead. Technically. No, she's in jail now. Yeah. <laughs> she, she only tried to kill her. I mean, granted. Oh, yeah, we didn't even <laughs> talk about that. <laughs> she only... To burn your daughter alive? That's like... Well, to try to burn her alive. Yeah. yeah. And then to blame twice. your friends on it. But she tried to kill her twice. Yeah. First she tried to burn her alive, and then she tried to throw her off her. Well, off the, the second balcony. time she thought she succeeded. Yes. But, she but both times she thought address. she succeeded. Yeah. So, yeah, it's not once, but twice. Try to kill her twice when you think about it. But like I said, I, I enjoyed it. There was enough to keep me entertained, so. Yes. Final votes. So, yeah, our overall. So, Kate, to you first. Overall, two years. Because I'd watch it again. There you go. That's I've already it. seen it three times, so it's two years for me <laughs> as well. I kind of want to see it again. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 talking about it, I kind of want to watch it again a little bit, too. <laughs> Definitely so. two years here. 
So there you go. So that is our first movie this season. Kate hasn't chosen our second movie as of yet, because since we're torturing her with the movies, we're going to let her choose the movies. So do you have an idea of what we're thinking so far? Or uh, I was saying earlier, maybe Herbie. Okay. Even though Tim thinks I'll hate it. <laughs> yeah, I don't think you like the original Herbie. <laughs> I love it. I mean, I'm it's a, they're a, fun movies. Fans. They, they're very fun. I liked Cars. Yeah, no. Oh, this is so not cars. So it looks like Herbie the Love Bug, and we're going to be watching the original one. I think it was in, I know it was sometimes in the 70s. 60s. I it was, oh, 60s. I it was 68 or 69. It might be 60, but I do remember seeing it as a kid. So Herbie the Love Bug it is. If you have any ideas of us for movies to watch, please let us know. We're going to try to do an episode about every other week to give us some time to watch the movie and digest it a bit. If it's successful, we might keep on going with it, and Kate will hate us forever. So, <laughs> we already got two ears down on that idea. So. Yeah, Herbie was 1968. Okay, so it's an older movie from 1968. We'll see if Kate makes it through. Yeah, we'll see if the iPad makes an appearance. Fair enough. So I guess an iPad up for Kate would be she just totally hated it. <laughs> All right. So Tim has our recipe this week. So take it away, Tim. Well, since we watched a British uh, movie, a, thing, a movie set in England, we we'll go Spotted with something. Dick? No. <laughs> this is from Rose and Crown and Epcot and World Showcase. This is their Guinness cake. So one half cup unsalted butter, two and a half cups brown sugar, six eggs, two cups all-purpose flour, one tablespoon baking powder, one teaspoon baking soda, two cups of Guinness stout, and a half a cup of cocoa powder. Grease and line a cake pan and preheat oven to 275 degrees Fahrenheit. Cream the butter and the sugar together, gradually beat in the eggs. Sift the flour, baking powder, baking soda in a separate bowl. Stir the Guinness into cocoa. Carefully fold in alternate quantities of flour and cocoa to butter sugar mixture. Spread the mixture into pans and bake for one hour and 30 minutes at 275. Let cool in pans for five minutes before turning them out. I need it. Never had it. I never had either, but now I'm thinking I want to try it. Yeah, sounds really good. I'd want to put some kind of icing on it, though. I don't know what sugar. <laughs> don't add icing. I don't know. Maybe a vanilla glaze. glaze. Like a very light glaze. Because yeah, you like don't want any flavors. All right. So that's going to do it for us for tonight. If there's a movie or if you have different opinions on Cruella, please join us on our Facebook group and sound off over there. Or if you have a movie that you think Kate should watch that maybe Tim and I have probably we, I already put a, seen. Maybe I could put a poll up after we watch Herbie. I'll put like five movies I want to watch and they can pick. Maybe. Yeah. So how about we all choose a movie to watch and then they can pick. Yeah, oh, and then what we can do too is like we can after when you drop this episode, we can put a poll up and see what the people vote. Okay. Two years, one year, no years. Okay. Okay. Get some more traffic on the page. There you go. 
But that is going to do it for us. If there will be polls out to see what you all thought of the movie, one ear, two ears, no ears. And feel free to give us your own rating and reviews on iTunes. Five stars only, though. <laughs> of course. <laughs> Other than that, if there's a movie that you think we should all watch and review, one that we might have to dig in the crates for a little bit, Please let us know. You can find our page at Mouseliniaus on the Facebooks. And that's going to do it for us for tonight. We look forward to speaking to you all in about two weeks with our review of Herbie. We will catch you later. Bye. I'm later. thrilled. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. <laughs>